You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and listening today. I don't know about you out there, the listeners. Well, yeah, I do, because many of you email me and let me know where you stand, and many of you uh, uh, follow my blog at www.michaelconnelly.com. So I know where you stand on things. And I think you're getting just as sick as I am of the fact that we have total lawlessness in our federal government at the highest levels, trickling all the way down to the bottom. Hillary Clinton is running for President of the United States. Now, she and her husband, Bill, have a history of breaking the rules, let's say, involved in being involved in lawless actions. As Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton was responsible for the debacle in the Degazi and the loss of American lives and lied about what happened and continues to lie about what happened just like Obama lied about what happened and continues to lie about it. But now Hillary Clinton, as a candidate for president, is lying again about something that was critical to our national security. She was Secretary of State, and she set up a private email server in violation of federal law and federal regulations that required her server to all of her emails regarding her job as Secretary of State to go through a government server so they could be stored and monitored and protected. Instead, she breaks the law, sets up her own private server, and then when that is exposed, she says, well, nothing went through that server that was classified. Nothing was labeled classified. Nothing went through there that was classified because that would have been a violation of the law. Yeah, it was and is a violation of the law. The federal government, Secretary of State, has been, or the Department of State, has been forced to release her emails by federal court order. And they've been doing it very slowly, a couple of thousand at a time, and so far, at least 1,800 of those emails have been identified as containing classified information. This is information vital to our national security. This is information that puts people at risk who may be gathering intelligence for us in other countries. This is information that could be very damaging to us and our national security. 1,800 have been identified so far. And Clinton's response was, well, I didn't know they were classified. She's supposed to know what information is top secret and what is not. Whether or not it says so on the email, this is the Secretary of State. This is the woman who wants to be the commander-in-chief of our military, if we have any military left by the time Obama gets out of office. And now the revelation has come in 
just yesterday that according to the Inspector General for the Intelligence Services in the United States, and this is an independent person, or at least as independent as you can get in the government, came out and said that some of the emails that had been released that had gone through Clinton's private server actually contained information that is classified as above top secret. Now, I'm a former military intelligence officer. I had to have a top secret security clearance in order to do my duties. There was a clearance above that, the National Security Agency clearance, and then there was another program called the Special Access Program. These emails are not only top secret, they're above top secret. And the reason being is because they often contain information that could be valuable to our enemies. Information about our intelligence operatives. Information about what is happening in our embassies around the world. Information about our security procedures. In other words, information that we do not want our enemies like ISIS to have. Yet, these emails were being sent through Clinton's private server. This is clearly a violation of law. Now, General David Petraeus, who I admire greatly for his ability to command our troops and what he did in the Iraq War uh, with the surge, he was found to have violated his trust by allowing someone he was having a relationship with to have access to some secret information. And this violated his oath of office, this violated his confidentiality agreement he signed with the military, and so the man was punished. He ended up pleading guilty, there was no prison time, but what he did, did was minor compared to what Clinton is doing. Is she going to be prosecuted? Well, let's wait and see. It all depends on one thing, what Obama decides to do. I think the FBI and the FBI director, who I, I trust, is going to come forward and call for her prosecution, turn information over to the Department of Justice, Loretta Lynch is in charge of that, and call for Clinton to be prosecuted, or at the very least, the information to be presented by the Department of Justice to a grand jury. What happens then is going to be up to Obama, because Loretta Lynch will do whatever Obama tells her to do. If Obama decides that he wants Clinton to be the president for his third term, essentially, then there'll be no prosecution. And I think you and I and a lot of other American people are going to be extremely upset if that happens. In fact, I can envision the director of the FBI and many FBI agents just resigning in protest. That's certainly a potential outcome here. But on the other hand, Clinton is right now getting slammed in the polls. 
I mean, we have Bernie Sanders. This shows you how far the Democrats have fallen, how they have totally fallen away from our Constitution, fallen away from our country. They don't believe in our country. They want to see our country destroyed. That's what Obama wants. That's why he wants somebody elected after him that will follow in his footsteps, and he wants Clinton to be that person. But Clinton right now is being hammered in the polls. She could lose in Iowa, and she could lose in New Hampshire to Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is a socialist, a communist. I mean, this man has, has been in the Senate for years, elected from the state of Vermont as a socialist. Now, he calls himself now a Democratic Socialist, so he's running for the Democratic nomination for president. This is a guy who, when he got married years ago, took his wife, new wife, on a honeymoon in the Soviet Union so he could praise communism. He wants this country to be a socialist slash communist nation. He wants a 90% tax rate on people. Now, he's lately said, well, I didn't really mean that. It's not going to be quite that high, but he won't say how high it's going to be. doesn't matter. The man is a socialist. The man is a communist. The man hates America. He hates our Constitution. So Obama may look at him as a potential ally, but also Obama knows one was not a dummy. I'm, I'm going to talk more about that category, categorizing him as a dummy later. But Obama knows that Bernie Sanders can probably not be elected president of the United States simply because of his radical communist ideology. But if he, it looks like he might beat Hillary Clinton, or Hillary Clinton is becoming so scarred by what's happening that she might still get the Democratic nomination but not be able to win the general election, Obama may decide to throw Clinton under the bus and may, in fact, tell Loretta Lynch to go ahead and indict her, which would effectively end her campaign, indict her for the crimes that she has obviously committed. At that point, we have Joe Biden come forward as the anointed savior, the man who is going to decide to overcome his misgivings and throw his hat in the ring to be president to save America. He will have the enthusiastic support of Obama, and if he's elected, he will be controlled by Obama during his entire presidency. So we have various scenarios here, all of which involve the ultimate destruction of our Constitution, the ultimate destruction of our way of life, and all being orchestrated by people who are totally lawless. It would be very interesting, wouldn't it, if Obama throws Hillary Clinton over under the bus because she violated federal law and her oath of office when he does that every day 
Yeah, I'm serious. Every day that that man is in office, he is committing a federal crime because the oath of office requires basically the same thing that the one I took as a member of the military required to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. In the case of the presidential oath, it says to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. There are federal criminal penalties for violating that oath. They include, for each violation, each time you do something to denigrate the Constitution or try to destroy our constitutional republic, each time that happens, you can be fined up to $10,000 if found guilty and spend up to one year in prison. Obama has never followed his oath of office. Every time he issues an illegal and unconstitutional executive order, he's violating that oath. Every time he bypasses Congress and has his agencies, like EPA and IRS, violate the law, he is violating his oath of office. Obama's running rampant right now. And after this break, we'll go ahead and talk some more about some of the scandals that are still unresolved out there. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. This is Dr. George. Join me Wednesday mornings at 9 o'clock for Medicine on Call. Learn strategies to protect you and your family in the age of Obamacare. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. So we have Hillary Clinton violating the law. Will she be prosecuted? Again, it's going to be a political decision. It's not going to be a legal decision made by Obama, a decision designed to protect our Constitution, protect our country. It's going to be a political decision. 
And what is his, have the Obama administration's decisions been in other scandals? Well, interestingly today, one of the scandals has virtually been forgotten about has uh, reemerged in the headlines because when the Mexican authorities raided El Chapo's compound in Mexico and rearrested him, they found an arsenal of weapons. One of those weapons was an American weapon identified as one of those lost by the federal government or given by the federal government to the Mexican drug cartels in Operation Fast and Furious. Remember that? Under Eric Holder, an operation was set up, and of course they claimed it was some rogue agents in, in Phoenix, Arizona, rogue BATF agents in Phoenix that did this, just like the rogue IRS agents committed other crimes against conservative groups in this country. But in any case, they claim that uh, what happened was is that the weapons, automatic, semi-automatic weapons, were sold by American gun dealers under the orders of the Justice Department. They were sold by American gun dealers to people that knew they knew were straw buyers who were buying these weapons to give them to members of the Mexican drug cartels. The theory, supposedly, was that they would ultimately be able to find these weapons, find the members of the cartels, the leadership, and arrest them for illegally purchasing weapons. Instead, over 2,500 weapons got into the hands of criminals. Some of those weapons were used to kill Americans. Many of them were used to kill hundreds, maybe thousands of, of Mexican citizens and members of the police force down there. At least two U.S. border agents were killed by these weapons. And Eric Holder covered it up. And when a federal court ordered Eric Holder to turn over information about Operation Fast and Furious, Obama declared all that information to be privileged and invoked executive privilege to keep that information from coming out. And it's pretty much been forgotten by a lot of the people in the public, if they even knew about it in the first place. The media didn't talk about it that much, except Fox News Media. Here we go again. The weapons are still out there. They're still being used to kill innocent people. Nothing ever happened. Nobody was ever prosecuted. Nobody was ever fired. You commit a crime in the Obama administration, and you're home free. The worst thing that's happened to some people in the Obama administration who have committed out-and-out crimes is they get put on administrative leave for a while. Administrative leave means that they get paid and receive their full benefits and their full paycheck while they sit at home doing nothing. And then ultimately, they get retired with full pay and benefits. Remember Lois Lerner? She's an IRS employee who was in charge of 
the program that was designed to shut down conservative organizations prior to the 2010 election, started a program whereby any conservative groups or religious groups or any groups that might oppose Obama or the Democratic Party that applied for 501c3 or 501c4 status with the IRS would be harassed, their approval would be held up, they would be asked ridiculous questions, asked for private information, religious groups were asked to, for example, by the IRS, do you ever engage in prayer? If so, send those prayers to us for approval. Send those prayers to us for approval. It's also happened at VA hospitals around the country and at VA cemeteries. The Lois Lerner was in charge of this. She refused to testify before Congress. She took the Fifth Amendment, which meant she did not want to open herself up for criminal liability. Obama did not try to force her to testify the Obama administration put her on administrative leave. She collected her full pay and benefits for a couple of years, and then she retired with full pay and benefits. Nobody in the IRS got punished. The information I'm getting from some of my sources is they are still doing the same thing. They are still delaying giving the tax-exempt status to 501c3 and 501c4 applicants that are conservative groups. Now, why do they do this? What does it mean? Well, if you're a 501c3 or 501c4 and somebody makes a contribution to your organization, just like the United States Justice Foundation, we're a 501c3, and we got ours 35 years ago, then the contributions are tax-deductible by the people that make the contributions to your organization. This is a big plus for fundraising for conservative groups. Liberal groups do the same thing. Because if you can make a contribution to the United States Justice Foundation, and you can, which is tax deductible, it will save you money on your income taxes. And it means you'll probably make a larger contribution than you would otherwise. Conservative organizations that were opposing Obama and opposing the Democrats were denied this, and therefore they were not able to spend the money to influence people in the 2010-2012 elections because while 501c3s are not supposed to endorse candidates, and we don't, we can talk about the issues. We can talk about the issues that affect the Constitution and affect our freedoms around in this country. We can talk about that freely, and we can talk about candidates without endorsing them that support our positions. Hundreds of groups around the country were not allowed to do that because they couldn't get their tax exempt status. And they were also being harassed in other ways, demanding their 
list of contributors be sent to the IRS, something that is a violation of free speech, freedom of association in this country. Lois Lerner was not punished. Nobody was punished. The program continues. We have one scandal after another. Fast and Furious, the IRS, Solyndra, where Obama gave big loans, or had the government guarantee big loans for companies like Solyndra that had donated a lot of money to the Obama presidential campaign, and they were supposed to uh, make solar panels, and they went bankrupt. And so who had to pick up the tab for their bankruptcy? Not the officers. They were all protected. In fact, they got paid big bonuses for taking the company into bankruptcy for all intents and purposes. The American taxpayers got stuck. Nothing happened there. Then we had Eric Holder getting caught red-handed, having wiretaps put on members of the news media so he could spy on them and find out what they were saying, what they were going to report on about the Obama administration. Nothing happened. Nobody was punished. Benghazi. This new movie, 13 Hours, that's out. I haven't seen it yet, but I understand it's absolutely accurate and unbelievable. It shows how the Americans who died at Benghazi were totally betrayed by our government. That help that was there that could have been sent in to keep them from being killed was never sent. A few brave Americans went in on their own, disobeying orders. It was a terrorist attack. It was known at the highest levels of our government the minute it started that it was a terrorist attack, a planned terrorist attack. Yet, a few hours later, Obama, his spokespersons, Hillary Clinton, were all telling everybody this was not a terrorist attack. This was a spontaneous riot that erupted because of some obscure anti-Muslim video on the Internet. The American people, for the most part, knew that it was a lie. They still know it was a, it's a lie. Yet nobody was punished. Hillary Clinton stayed on as Secretary of State. Till Obama was reelected, and of course the whole thing was being covered up because this occurred in uh, September 11th of. 2012, just less than two months before the election was to take place, and Obama wanted to be reelected, so he didn't want something like this coming out, and so it didn't. He was protected by the national news media, he was protected by the Secretary of State, he was protected by other members of the government. Nobody was punished. We were lied to. Then we have the VA scandal. And this is the one that I am still the most concerned about. Because we have veterans out there still dying for lack of treatment. 
veterans being denied their Second Amendment rights, veterans being denied their benefits, veterans being threatened, veterans being mistreated across the board. We know this for a fact, yet nothing has been done to effectively address this. And again, nobody has been punished. We'll talk more about this after the break. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to America's Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. We have the VA scandal. And this is the one I've been particularly concerned about because I'm a veteran. I have two sons who are still serving. My dad was a veteran. He served in World War II, and I've written a book about his unit, which become highly successful. A lot of people are reading it. It's called The Mortarman. It's about his story of his unit, which was the 87th Chemical Mortar Battalion. They landed on the second wave at Utah Beach on D-Day and were in combat for 326 straight days, including the Battle of the Hurricane Forest, Sherbert Peninsula, the Battle of the Bulge, uh, the taking of Cologne, the city of Cologne. And, uh, you know, it's a heroic story about the men who served. So, military has always been a part of my family. I mean, we have served in the military all the way going back to the American Revolution. And I see my fellow veterans being mistreated. Not just mistreated, murdered. Yes, I said murdered by the Obama administration, by the VA. And what's happened? Nothing. You know, a new VA director was appointed by Obama right after he was reelected. 
and he was going to clean house. Heads were going to roll. People in the VA who were not doing their jobs, who were actually ignoring veterans who needed treatment, were going to be fired. That was a couple of years ago. Who's been fired? Nobody that I know of. People have been moved around. People have been put on administrative leave. For example, the woman who was in charge of the Phoenix VA Hospital, where they've admitted at least 40 veterans died because of lack of treatment, because their medical records were basically hidden. They weren't allowed to get appointments because their treatment was going to be expensive. And the VA hospital in Phoenix was more concerned with setting up solar panels to further climate, stop climate control or further climate control than they were with treating the veterans. So medical records were hidden. At least 40 veterans died. And the figures I've gotten are more like several hundred at least died. And what happened to this woman? She went on administrative leave with full pay and benefits. And is still on administrative leave with full pay and benefits. Veterans are continuing to die. The new program has been put in. I'm hearing from veterans all over the country that it's a sham. And that program is to design, supposedly, so that veterans, if they live more than 40 miles away from a VA hospital or clinic, that they can get treatment locally from a local physician, and the VA will pay for it. Well, that's not exactly the way it's working, ladies and gentlemen. Because what the VA is doing is veterans who, for example, and I've heard from one being treated for cancer, and needs chemotherapy to survive. Another one has been trained for heart disease. Both of them live over 40 miles away from the nearest VA facility that can provide them with treatment. Yet both of them have been denied local treatment, paid for by the VA, because there are VA facilities within 40 miles of where they live. In one case, it's a dental clinic. That's for the cancer patient. Dental clinics do not treat people for cancer. They do not provide chemotherapy. So he can't get the treatment there, but the VA has said, well, it's a VA facility, but it's within 40 miles, therefore, screw you, you can't have us pay for your treatment. The other guy with a heart problem, they denied him local treatment, because there is a VA facility within 40 miles of him, which is not a medical clinic of any kind or dental clinic. It is strictly an office where they set up appointments at the VA hospital for people. Now, he can go there and set up an appointment, but he still then got to get to the hospital over 40 miles away. But on that basis, the VA says, well, you can't have treatment. This is playing games with the lives of Americans. Not just any Americans, but American heroes. 
the people that deserve the best treatment. The people that wrote that wrote that blank check like I did, saying that we would pledge everything up to and including our lives to defend the United States of America, to defend the Constitution of the United States of America. But that was our pledge. And in return for that, veterans get very little. If they stay in long enough, they can get a decent retirement, not a great one, a decent one. But they're supposed to be provided with medical treatment at no charge and with veterans' benefits if they receive injuries would keep them from being able to work. Benefits are being denied and veterans are being attacked by the VA and by the FBI and by BATF and by all, just about everybody in the federal government and being denied their Second Amendment rights. And I've been talking about this for two years. I'm the one that broke the story several years ago. The VA is sending out letters to veterans saying because of your physical or mental disabilities, we're going to declare you incompetent to handle your own financial affairs. And they're declaring veterans incompetent on the basis of having minor PTSD, having never been depressed, because they let their spouses pay the family bills or because their bills are even paid automatically by the bank, none of which is grounds for incompetence. Yet once they declare these veterans incompetent, then they are told that they can no longer own, purchase, possess, or transport firearms or ammunition. If they do, they're guilty of a felony. And then, to make that insult to injury, the veterans' names are sent by the VA to the FBI, and we know this because we have obtained, through a Freedom of Information Act request, and ultimately a lawsuit, because they refused to respond to it, from the VA, a memorandum between the VA and the FBI, where the FBI agrees to take all names sent to them by the VA of people declared incompetent and place them on the next list, the National Instant Criminal Background Checklist, under the category of people who are mentally ill, have been adjudicated to be mentally ill to the point of being a danger to themselves or others. There's no adjudication here. There's no due process here. And veterans get this letter saying they're going to be declared incompetent. The burden of proof is told, they're told is on them to prove that they are competent, which is a violation of the due process clause of the Fifth Amendment. Veterans have to spend their own time and their own money trying to defend themselves, although we are helping a lot of them around the country. So if you're a veteran, please contact me at Michael at USJF Mail. Michael at USJF Mail dot net. USJF M-A-I-L dot net. We're representing veterans and their families for free. We're not going to charge you anything for working with you. We will provide you with legal advice. We will provide you with assistance in preparing appeals. We will do whatever we need to do. And we raise the money independently to fund our organization. And by the way, the United States Justice Foundation is doing a lot of work, a lot of different things. 
Uh, we just filed a brief before the United States Supreme Court regarding the uh, situation with Obamacare and the Little Sisters of the Poor being uh, threatened with losing their tax-exempt status because they do not provide abortion services or, or insurance for abortion services or contraception to their employees. We just filed a brief in the United States Supreme Court on that. We are preparing already a brief in the United States Supreme Court on the case involving the Texas amnesty suit where Obama has already lost twice in the district court and court of appeals saying that his declaring of amnesty uh, for millions of illegal aliens was in fact unconstitutional outside of his powers in the Constitution. So as you can see, we do a lot. And we're very effective in what we do. We're very proud of what we do. But we can't do it without your support. So you can go to usjf.net and you can provide financial support to us. It doesn't matter if it's $5 or 500000 Every little bit helps. But the more you can give, and it is tax deductible. You can deduct that as a contribution under your, on your income tax. So please go and give to us if you want me to come to your group and make a speech. Now, I'm, I'm in Texas. Our headquarters is in California, but I'm operating out of Texas. But I'm executive director, so I'm in, in charge of the legal aspects of what we're doing. Uh, all of the, the briefs and everything have to be sent through me uh, for my approval. And I help decide what cases, I do decide what cases we're going to handle and what we're not going to handle. So you can contact me here in Texas and uh, at michael at usjfmail.net. And if you want me to speak to an organization, again, that's the contact number for me, the contact information. I'll come speak to your organization. I spoke here recently to a group in Carroll, Texas, about the Second Amendment issues with our veterans and about how important it is that we fight for our veterans and protect our veterans. Because there are about 200,000 veterans out there right now who have been unlawfully declared mentally ill to the point of being a danger to themselves or others. And here's the kicker. When we win these cases and we get the incompetency ruling reversed, the FBI is refusing to take these men and women off the NICS list. They're saying, yeah, you got to sue us now to get us removed from the list. So this is a game. This is what the Obama administration does. This is the game they're playing. They're hammering our veterans. They want to disarm our veterans. Now, and I predicted this about eight months ago, and I'm, I regret that I'm right, but now they are broadening the disarming of Americans to include Social Security beneficiaries. Same criteria is going to be used. Same thing can happen to you, whether even if you're not a veteran, but you receive Social Security. You can be declared incompetent. You can be put on the next list. You can be declared mentally ill to the point of being a yourself or others. Let's take our final break now. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. 
Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. The final thing I want to talk about today is the Iranian deal and how far we have fallen as a country and how we have been sold out by the President of the United States as a country. A little over a week ago, Tuesday night, the President of the United States, Obama, allegedly President of the United States, gets up and does his victory lap during his State of the Union address, telling the American people what a wonderful guy he's been, what a wonderful president, and all these things that he's done benefit us. One of the things he touts is the nuclear deal with Iran and this great treaty that we have. He neglects to mention that as he is speaking, 10 American sailors have been taken prisoner by the Iranians. They were later released, but not before valuable intelligence information had been stolen from their two vessels, and not before they were humiliated, and their humiliation was broadcast throughout the world. The next day, Secretary of State John Kerry, who is always, as far as I'm concerned, has always been a traitor to the United States ever since he was in the U.S. military during the Vietnam War, John Kerry thanks the Iranians for being so nice to us and letting our ten sailors go. Thank you, Iran, for humiliating the United States. That was a message that was broadcast. Then, this weekend, this past weekend, we hear that they're going to let the Iranians get their money back, lift the sanctions, because the IAEA, International Atomic Energy Association, 
which is a UN body, has determined that the Iranians are complying with the provisions of the treaty that Obama signed, and that was never submitted to the Senate for confirmation, despite the requirement that the Senate has to, by two-thirds vote, ratify any treaty before it can go into effect. But we had Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader of the Senate, and John Boehner, the Republican leader of the House, uh, meet with Obama and say, you know what, it's okay, you can violate the Constitution. We're not going to enforce it. The Senate is not going to demand a two-thirds vote on this treaty. You can just submit it to us uh, as a vote of negative, so we can vote negatively on it, and then you can veto that, which, is, of course, turns part, another part of the Constitution on its head, Article 1, Section 2, that allows uh, the president to veto legislation passed, passed by Congress, not voted down by Congress, passed by Congress, and then that has to be, the veto has to be overturned by two-thirds majority of both houses. So the Senate and the House agreed to this, and we had the Iranian Treaty that was never even submitted to a vote by the Senate because of the cloture rule, which again is something that the um, Mitch McConnell was allowed to remain in force. So it's announced by the IAEA that Iran is complied with all the provisions of that treaty. How do we know they've complied with it? They told us so. Under the terms of the treaty, Iran just needs to tell the IAEA that, yeah, we have transferred uh, most of our radioactive material to Russia. We have shut down our reactors. We have filled one of them up with concrete. You can't come see any of that. You can't verify that. You don't know how much uh, enriched uranium we had to begin with. You just have to take us at our word. And, of course, Obama and Kerry do their duty as they see it, and they take the Iranians at their word. And on the same day that we agree to do this, it's announced that American hostages are going to be released from Iran. Five Americans who have been imprisoned illegally have been tortured by the Iranians for years are being traded for essentially 21 Iranians who have been tried and convicted of crimes in the United States. Seven of them have been tried and convicted for crimes. Fourteen others are in other countries that have been seeking extradition to get them for crimes. So 21 for five. Now, I have been working to try to get these five people released for a long time, talking about them on my show, particularly uh, the American pastor, Saeed. And I am extremely pleased that they have been released, that they are going to be back on American soil. But here's the problem. The day after this happened, Three American citizens of Iraqi descent, apparently. We're not even sure. We don't know who these people are for sure. They don't release the information. 
but apparently three Americans in Iraq, American citizens, were kidnapped by Iranian-backed militia. Why? It's obvious. Obama has shown his weakness and is willing to capitulate to blackmail, to negotiate with terrorists, to negotiate with terrorist states, to give the Iranians billions of dollars in order to continue their support of terrorism. And by the way, we also now know that we, a ransom was paid for these American hostages. It wasn't just an out-and-out prisoner exchange. We paid something like $1.7 billion as a ransom, something that we have always vowed we would never do. That we would never negotiate with terrorists. We would never pay ransom for American citizens. Obama's done that all. So we have a very bad deal with Iran that's putting the world in jeopardy. We have an American president who negotiated this deal, supposedly, with Iran, and now we have three more Americans out there. We don't know what the Iranians are going to demand for their release, or whatever they want, Obama will give them. summarized a lot of this in an article I posted last week on my blog at www.michaelconnelly.com. It's called Obama's Legacy. Please go to my blog and read it and send it on to your friends. Repost it. Put it on Facebook. Put it on your website if you have one. It's called Obama's Legacy, and in that article I talk about the fact that Obama is not stupid. He's not clueless. These are what I hear people, you know, talking about Obama. As, oh, well, he's clueless. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's, he's dumb. And I point out that is not what is happening here at all. We keep hearing the media talk about Obama's legacy. His legacy, ladies and gentlemen, what he wants his legacy to be is the destruction of the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. He has always hated this country. He has always wanted to see it destroyed. And American voters, because of the color of his skin, have twice elected him and given him carte blanche to destroy this country. I've spent this hour talking about the lawlessness in this administration. And what's been done? Nothing. Nothing has been done. There are a few of us out there fighting tooth and nail. And we at the United States Justice Foundation are on the forefront. I signed off on a brief today. I mentioned it earlier, the brief involving the Little Sisters and the Poor on the Supreme Court. My name is on that brief, Executive Director State Foundation. We are putting up a fight, but make no mistake, 
Obama's legacy, and he's going to be releasing the rest of the prisoners from Gitmo. Doesn't matter to him how many Americans get killed by these people when they go back into uh, leadership positions and terrorist organizations. It doesn't matter. None of it matters to Obama. Our lives don't matter. Our freedoms don't matter. Obama's legacy is going to be, or at least he wants it to be, the total destruction of the United States of America. Read the article in my blog and send it on. www.michaelconnolly.jigsy.com Take a look at the books I've written. Take a look at my booklet on the Constitution. Uh, copies are available for you to order. Get other people to listen to this show. I'm very pleased that we're one of the top shows in the network. Get more people to listen and get people to look at my blog and support the United States Justice Foundation, USJF.net. Thank you for tuning in today. I look forward to talking to you next week. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.